0: to the Genie Podcast. I'm Grant Bruner, and with me today is Thomas McGinty. How are you, Thomas? I'm doing
1: great, Grant. How are you?
0: I'm very, very well today. We want to talk about a couple, a, a few different things. So we have four bullet points that we'll talk about that will start the ball rolling, and that's memory keeping, you know, commemoration of specific people and events. You know, how does that work? How, how, do, you, how do you go about working that into your genealogy?
1: Well, it, it's an area that I think originally genealogists didn't Pay much attention to, they would gather all their data, put out a published family genealogy, and that was it. You know, the the interest level would mostly come from other genealogists and family historians, but now we've got so many different ways these days. Uh, Genealogists and family history historians, we tend to be the keeper of the information, the data, we do the research, we write up our findings, and very often we want to share the information with family members and this is natural extension of what we do as researchers. However, there are some ways that you can share family history that will captivate family members and friends, but there are also other ways that will make their eyes glaze over, bore them to tears, and basically they'll wind up running the other way uh, next time you start talking about your ancestors. So you really want to choose some of the newer options of uh, working with family members and friends. Uh, this all encompasses a new area called memory keeping. This is what we call it in the genealogy industry. You'll find items such as books, t-shirts, calendars included in this area. Also included are events such as family reunions and family gatherings. And finally, we're seeing in the same area things such as web pages, uh, memorial websites, specific to specific people and events where you take your research data and then you highlight this information for your non-genealogy family members and friends
0: it seems like it's not you know genealogy in the classic term but really you know when you think about it it's actually encapsulating the entire concept of having you know a lineage of back you know having the actual personal information about the person is just as important as having the pedigree.
1: Right, exactly. And the way that I look at it, when you create, let's say that we're going to commemorate a specific ancestor or an event. Uh, Let's say we're going to do it through a web page. What you're really doing is you're distilling uh, or curating that information that you've gathered, and you cherry pick the highlights. I mean, you want the interesting stories, you want the birth, the death, and marriage. Uh, You want the stuff that is going to keep your family members and friends captivated about that person. And so you're really kind of cherry-picking that information. You know the information best as a genealogist, and you should be able to pick out what's going to work and what's not going to work. So let's say you create a special web page or a blog page to commemorate an ancestor or an event. One option you have is Footnote. Footnote Footnote.com has something called Footnote Pages, and they are at www.footnote.com forward slash pages. And you can upload an image, a document, maps, and more, and create a memorial space. The best thing is you don't need to be a member of footnote.com to use this feature. You don't have to have a subscription. They allow you to put all this information up there for free. Another option is if you have a blog, the major blogging platforms such as Blogger or WordPress, They allow you to create a page, which is different than a post. A post usually has a date attached to it. A page is a little bit more static. You can put it on a menu, all your pages. I'm seeing people create pages for specific ancestors, for specific surnames, specific locations, heritage locations, and even certain events. So you might want to consider creating these types of pages and then sending the link out to family or even printing the page out for those family members that don't have internet
0: access. Not everybody's going to have access to the internet, so having some way to distribute it is important. So, you know, now that you, now that you have the online aspect of it, you know, where are some places you can go and order, you know, prints and swag and that kind of stuff for your family?
1: One option is you, I find that more and more photo prints, you can order them from almost anywhere these days. Some of the best deals, though, in terms of uh, the price are through your favorite warehouse store, such as Walmart or Costco, and even drugstores such as Walgreens and CBS. Uh, all of these places have websites where you upload your photos. Uh, then you can create items, photos, calendars, books, books. Uh, order them, and then go pick them up at the local store. It's so easy to do. The turnaround is unbelievable, actually. And they can go, actually, very high-end, the high-end books that I've seen done for weddings, etc. Also, in terms of what we call swag, now, to me, swag are fun items like mugs, keychains, mouse pads, things like that. There are two sites you should check out. One is Zazzle, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E, or Cafe Press. So not only can you take those photos, and make fun items, such as mugs, keychains, etc. you can actually build your own storefront and make a little money in terms of the royalties of each sale. I have my own Zazzle store. I sell items, and I make roughly about 10% from every item that is sold. It goes into my pocket. Uh, I mean, I'm not making a killing, but it's a nice little bit of change that comes in every month. Also, this might be an efficient way to create T-shirts or other items for a family reunion. So traditionally, you would have to go and find everyone's T-shirt size, their preference, collect the money from them. You would have to place the order. You would have to then get the order and distribute the T-shirts. Why
0: not have Zazzle
1: or Cafe Press to do this? Basically put the burden of ordering these items on the family members and friends who want them.
0: The best part is that once you do all the work up front, you know you design the image to, to fit on a mug or to fit you know, on a t-shirt or something like that, once you have that all set up, it does everything by itself. You don't even have to worry about it. it, it, it they just cut you a check every time somebody buys something.
1: Exactly right. And you're right. The, the, the most labor is involved in setting up the image, setting up whatever you need, and then you could create literally thousands of different types of items off of that one image
0: you know instead of having to go and do something in bulk to get a a fairly decent price people can order that on demand it prints right when they want it it's not like it's not like they have to print 100 they'll print two if they only want two, um and it ships out directly you don't have to do any interaction so it's really really great what do you think about having a high quality frameable print of your family tree
1: I like that, and I also like the fact that, you know, I'm going to point out genie.com has something called tree posters, and they're at www.genie.com forward slash family dash tree slash poster, fairly easy to find on the genie.com site. And what I like about this grant is I'm not having to reinvent the wheel. I've got my data up on genie.com already. I have my family tree. Why not have a way to take that information? And create a poster at a reasonable price, and that's what Genie.com does. Uh, nice uh, quality poster starts at twenty nine ninety nine and goes up. And the thing is, they're nice to give away as gifts. Also, you could even have a bunch of them available for sale at your family reunion. So that's what I like most about it. I've seen other sites where they let you create a poster, but you've got to put all your information in again. So why not, if you've got a tree at genie.com already, why not work with genie.com and have it create the tree poster for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the, the best part is that our engineers have really done a really nice job setting this up. It's very customizable. You can set up, you know, how you want it l- displayed. Like if you want it, you and your significant other, you know, your siblings, just you and your, your lineage, any way you really want it, you can have it focused on anybody in your entire family tree, you know, if you want something that that's affordable, you, of course, you can always do the $30 one and that, and then it's going to be great. And you're going to have a great tree poster. Um, if you prefer to have something, you know, something like a keepsake, that you want to maybe give to your mom or your sister or, or your brother or something like that, um, you can actually go and have higher quality prints made uh, on canvas and such like that and pre-framed for you. So depending on, on what you actually want the tree poster for, you can customize it to fit your needs. So it's, it's actually a really great place if you, if you are interested in having a tree poster made. So, where can I hold, you know, these get-togethers for my family? Because I have, I made all this swag, I've done all this research, and I want to hang out with all these family and show them all the cool stuff I've made. How, you know, where do I go to have all these people in one place?
1: Well, more and more families are thinking outside of the box when it comes to family reunions. Traditionally, I think we held events maybe at a church hall, uh, the town picnic grounds. Those are popular, uh, but now our families are really far-flung. We're all over the world, all over the country. You have to really offer other opportunities. So some families will rent out a block of rooms at a resort, and when you do that, you get a cheaper group rate, and then they have family members gather for a reunion. Also, many resorts have family reunion packages just for this purpose. Uh, Don't forget amusement parks. Disney World uh, has a family reunion experience, complete with activities and accommodations. Uh, Another venue I want to point out that's increasing in popularity is cruise ships. Believe it or not. Uh, Again, you're taking a large group. I think basically group rate starts at maybe 10 cabins uh, on a cruise. And you can secure the group rate, and and the more people you add, the more discounts you get, the more perks and incentives you get. And not only will you be able to spend time with family members that you haven't seen in a while, you can also share activities, visit new places, etc. Finally, uh, heritage travel is another way to hold a family reunion. There are uh, travel agencies that cater specifically to heritage travel. They uh, set up trips back to your homeland, back to heritage sites that are important to your family's history. Uh, That's another aspect. Also, don't forget historic sites that are relevant to your family's history. I'll give you an example. My uh, ancestry is Huguenot in the Hudson Valley New York. And the historic Huguenot Street down in downtown New Paltz, they actually offer catering services. They will let you rent out one of their buildings, one of their historic sites for a family reunion. And so don't don't write that off. Go ahead and call up these historic sites. Very often, it's a money-making opportunity for them, and it's a place where you can gather your family where your roots started out at and where the family history started.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's a really, really cool thing to do. I mean, going and actually meeting up with family, especially, you know, if you can get, you know, your third cousins, your fourth cousins, all these people that are out, you know, generations and generations, or, you know, actually for a specific ancestor, like the Huguenot that you brought up, that's a really good thing. Get together once a year in one place, and all the people that are descended from that one person get together. It's a really, really great way to Get to know people in your family tree, especially your extended family tree. You might know quite a bit about your your small family tree, you know your nuclear family, but when you get farther and farther out, actually meeting people and seeing what they have and all the information they have about your extended family it's it's really it's really impressive. Tell us a few places where we can go uh, on the internet to find out more about you, Thomas.
1: Well, I've got a few things coming up. Right now I've got a brand-new webinar that I'm really excited about uh, Wednesday, May 18th at 1 o'clock Central. I'm doing one on Google Docs for genealogists. So if you've ever uh, wanted to learn how to use things at like Google Docs, how to use their spreadsheet, how to have everything up on the cloud and available to share and collaborate with the rest of your you know, genealogy people that are working on your genealogy, uh, tune into the webinar through Legacy Family Tree. Uh, it's at LegacyFamilyTree.com and look for webinars. And also the show notes for this podcast will have a link. The other way is uh, Friday night, my radio show on Genia bloggers Radio. That's at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Uh You need your computer. and you need it. So it's Internet-based radio. You can actually listen to interviews with interesting genealogists and companies involved in the genealogy industry. This Friday, we're doing what's called the Mother of All Shows for Mother's Day, where we are focusing on female ancestors and how to find them.
0: Thank you very much for your time, Thomas, for the Genie Podcast. I'm Grant Brenner. Thanks for listening, and have a good one.